welcome to today's Ask the Experts webinar. Now, without any further delay, I'd like to introduce today's host, David Molman, with Align Technology. David, you have the floor. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's Ask the Expert webinar. I Tarot, the digital revolution is here with Dr. David Gallon. You'll learn two CE hours for attending today's program, and you'll receive important instruction on how to, how to obtain your CE certificate at the conclusion of the presentation. Additionally, CE hours will automatically be added to your Invisalign doctor side account. Please note you're able to listen to today's program via the webcast, and throughout the webinar, you'll have the opportunity to ask text questions, which our presenter will answer at the conclusion of the presentation. I apologize in advance if we're unable to answer everyone's questions since our time is limited, but we will follow up after the program to answer any outstanding text questions. Today's program will be archived in its entirety one week from today on the Education tab of your Invisalign doctor site, where you may also access archived versions of all of our previous Ask the Expert programs anytime for CE hours. It's now my distinct pleasure to introduce our speaker today, Dr. David Galler. Dr. David Galler reached the level of top 1% Invisalign Elite Advantage Provider in 2012 and has been treating Invisalign patients at his general practice location in Manhattan, New York since 2004. Dr. Galler has uh, conducted Invisalign study clubs around the country and was a featured speaker at many of Invisalign's GP summits and forums. He's the current president of the American Academy of Cosmetic Orthodox. Several of his high-profile cases are featured on the Invisalign website and in dental journals. His unique IPR method called GST, the Galler Spacing Technique, is used by thousands of dentists worldwide. He received a dental degree from the University of Pennsylvania College of Dentistry and is a member of the Omicron Kappa Upsilon. So without further delay, I'm going to turn the program over to Dr. Galler. Dr. Galler, you now have the floor. Thank you, David. Good morning, Invisalign Nation. Welcome to the Ask the Expert webinar called The Itero Digital Revolution is Here. And today's kind of an exciting day for us here at Align and for dentists everywhere. The real world of dentistry is changing quite a bit. There are times in dentistry where things change and they change dramatically. Everybody can remember when their office switched over from regular dunk tanks to x-ray developers and to the digital x-rays that we have today. And once it comes through, it's pretty sweeping change. And all of a sudden, everybody has digital x-rays. And there's really not much to talk about, and nobody can compare the old system with the new system. Also, everybody kind of remembers the day when they started to go paperless, when you stopped having bookcases and bookcases filled with charts and charts and charts. And most all dentists that I know nowadays in regular to large size practices all have digital patient charts. There was a time where people used to fill out insurance forms by hand. My dad is a dentist and my mom worked the front desk. And I can remember in my childhood growing up that my mom used to come home from work every day with my dad with stacks and stacks of insurance claims to be filled out by hand and took her hours and hours and hours to do that. And now in 2017, I don't even think young millennials would know how to fill out an insurance claim who work in an office. Pretty much everyone does electronic billing. So dentistry goes through changes from time to time, and we're fortunate to be in a profession where technology is always at the forefront. And it's exciting to tell you that the next digital revolution is here. The next big change to your dental practice is happening right now, this year more than any other year to begin with. And it's the change over to scanning and scanning technology. And that's what we're going to talk about today. A little bit about me, as David mentioned. First, the statement, views, and opinions expressed in this program are related to course materials or those of the speaker only. Aligned technology may not endorse such statements, views, or opinions. A little bit about me, I am a general dentist. I practice in downtown Manhattan. I've been fortunate enough to have done quite a bit of invisible line cases. 
president of the American Academy of Clear Liners, and been spoke at many, many summits and different Invisalign things. I want to tell everyone a little story. So I teach a course called the Re-Engage course that's quite popular in the country. It is a two-day, hands-on clinical course that happens about eight to ten times a year. You could check with your local rep to see the 2018 schedule. We have one left in 2017. And it's a two-day hands-on course, and it's very exciting. We kind of really go through the nuts and bolts of Invisalign, how the plastic works. Not really any marketing, not really any team, mostly just how this plastic works. And if you think, hey, I know how the plastics work, I know how to use Invisalign, if you can't name all the attachments and what they do and how they function, then you don't know the Invisalign plastic. If you don't know the difference between bite ramps and power ridges, there's some stuff you can learn about it. So we have all these classes that we teach, and every time I teach a class, we like to have the class pick a logo and we come up with a fun name. So some of the fun ones from the past, we had a liner empire, Clinchek cartel, Calgary corkscrewers, arch madness, straight out of brackets. We have a good time with it. And the story goes that this past year, we went to the 2017 GP National Summit. That was in Washington, D.C. in September. Probably in the GP world, probably the best event Invisalign has ever put on. And we had all of these re-engaged doctors who came back. We had a big re-engaged reunion of all the doctors that are trained in the re-engaged course over the last three years. And the cool part was that on one of the nights of the event, we had a little bit of a banquet dinner for all 500, 500 doctors who came to the summit who were past re-engaged doctors. And while we were winding up to that event, I decided it was going to give out awards to the top 100 doctors of the 500. So we had 500 doctors coming to the reunion, to the summit in general. And then at this event, I decided I was going to give an award to the top 100 doctors. So the top 100 doctors in terms of case submissions from January 1st to August 31st, I was like, you know what, let's reward them for their good thing. I think the, the bottom doctor had done about 32 cases in that eight-month stretch, and the top doctor had done something like 160 cases. And we count them all the way up from 199, 98, 97. We called them all up on stage, and we gave them medals of achievement because it truly is an incredible achievement to be able to do a case a week in a general dentist's office, and we thought that they should be recognized. And then after the event, I went home and I sat down with those hundred names of doctors that I had called on stage. And I started to run some variables and algorithms through it. And I was like, what is the common denominator between these 100 offers? Let me see if I can find out what makes a top GP practice. Because we have 500 doctors in the room. You know, everybody went through the same training. What made these hundred be so special? So I said, do all of them practice in big cities like New York, Chicago, Miami, L.A.? Nope. I was like, are most of them male? Are most of them female? Nope, nope. I said, are most of them older dentists? Nope. Are most of them younger dentists, more tech savvy? Nope. I'm like, are most of them have huge offices, maybe three or four practices they could just siphon between? Nope. I'm like, maybe you have to have a certain amount of chairs to be super successful with Invisalign. Like anybody who has six or seven or eight or ten chairs. Number three, Gallerate in the country has did 112 cases in eight months. Works out of three chairs in northern New Jersey. That wasn't it. Is it righties, lefties? Is it an, uh, a culture difference? Is it a suburban versus rural versus urban? And I went through about 50 or 60 variables. And you know what I found at the end of those 50 or 60 variables, trying to find the common denominator, trying to look what is the makeup of top Invisalign GP dentist? 
I found only one thing that matches all these dentists. All 100 dentists, 93 out of 100 of these dentists only had one thing in common, that their practices had an Itero scanner in it. And it kind of hit me like a, like, a, like a flash of lightning because I've always been an Itero supporter. I own fewer of them myself. And I've always thought, hey, Itero's, you know, really good with Invisalign. It's helped, makes the case more efficient, this and that. But I never really realized that without an Itero scanner, you just can't be a top provider. There are no huge top providers of Invisalign who don't have the Itero scanner. Now, one thing we're not going to waste time on in this lecture is, is, is trying to prove to you that scanning is the way to go. There's no doubt in my mind that every person on this phone call in 2020, every single dentist office from the oldest dentist in the country to the youngest just startup dentist in the country, everyone's going to have a scanner. This change is happening. You like it, you don't like it, there are early adapters, there are mid-adapters, and there are late adapters in every trend in dentistry. But there's no doubt that in 2020, scanning is going to be a part of your office. The same way you can't find a dental office that doesn't have a curing light, you're not going to find an office that doesn't have a scanner. When Shine or Patterson or Burkhardt come to set up your office for a brand new office or a new operatory, part of the setup is going to be, where should the scanner go? Taking impressions is pretty much done. Those days are over. Look, I mean, it's messy and it's goopy and it's inaccurate. And if it's hot or cold, it can mess it up. Patients don't like it. Look at this guy. He's wearing a garbage bag. They put a garbage bag around this guy's head. If you Google dental impressions, this is the picture you get. And this is sort of a real, just old way of doing things. The scanner, that's me and my iTero, one of my iTero elements, is the way to go. And I'm so thankful that Invisalign invested in this technology a long time ago. And it's just been a wonderful, wonderful workflow, both on the orthodontic side and the restorative side, since we made that changeover. Very easy to understand the advantages of having scanning. Number one, the speed of submissions, both restorative and orthodontically. I mean, I take a scan... I send it into Invisalign with my prescription. I mean, it's in Costa Rica 15 minutes later. I mean, they're already starting working on my ClinCheck. I have had ClinCheck turn around in about two to three hours. It's rare. It depends on the volume in Costa Rica. But 24 hours is definitely within reason for Costa Rica to turn around a case that took a scan versus when I took the PVS impression, we were looking at a minimum of about seven days. Uh, you know, you're dealing with a much, much higher accurate. Uh, it just makes sense. You know, you're taking a digital picture of something versus a impression that then gets put into a box that then gets shipped to Juarez, Mexico, that then gets scanned in. <laughs> Cold, hot, you know, these things contract, these things expand, things happen to it. It's also just a cleaner process. We always hated having the impression material around. It made a mess in the room. It made a mess. Plus, we have to store the impression material. And impression material is not cheap. You get some of these high-end PBS impressions, and you're looking at about $25 an arch. And when you're looking at $25 an arch, you're like, yeah, this impression is good enough. <laughs> it's not worth it. 
with the scanner, you're always getting just a perfect image. You don't like something, just rescan it. And, you know, it says something to the patient when you're trying to promote high-end dentistry, you know, uh, when you're trying to promote digital smile design, laminate, full mouth reconstruction, Invisalign. If you're having a scanner there, it's kind of a big game changer for the, for the patient, patient experience. You know, I would say 50% of my orthodontics patients already had braces when they were younger. They relapsed and now I'm fixing them in their 20s and 30s. And I always love to say to them, hey, remember that time when you were younger in the early 2000s, you had braces and they put all that putty in your mouth and they were throwing up? They're like, yeah, yeah, I hated that. I'm like, nowadays we don't do that. We just use a little video camera in here and a couple of seconds, I'm going to have an image of what you look like. So whether we're talking about scanning or not scanning, that's really not the point of this phone call. I'm pretty sure everyone on this phone call either has a scanner or is getting a scanner. What I want to talk about is the advantages of having the iTero scanner. Now, years ago, almost about five or six years ago, Invisalign had asked me to run a blind study. So they asked me for 25 crowns. So I did 25 single unit porcelain fused to metal restoration. And on each case, I took a scan of the patient with the iTero, and I also took a traditional PVS impression. And I sent the iTero scan to an iTero lab to use, and I sent the PVS impression to a regular PVS impression, uh, lab. And we had those labs each fabricate a crown. So for the same exact prep and the same exact tooth, I had a crown made by an iTero lab based on the iTero model. And I had a crown made on a PVS impression made by a PVS lab. And in every single case, I got back two crowns. And we used to double blind it. I wouldn't know which crown came from which lab. They put it just in front of me with an A and B. And I would try on both crowns. And at the end of the time of trying to see which one fit better, and then I would cement that, cement that one in, either A or B. Again, switched up randomly for each patient. Sometimes A was the iTero, sometimes B was the iTero, and I never knew which one was which. And at the end of 25 crowns, 22 times, I always picked the iTero crown, and only three times out of the 25 did I ever pick the impression one. And that is how much more accurate and that's how much better of a fit you get when you scan with iTero versus when you take a PBS impression. And I was once showing this to a friend who's in the business world trying to see actually the difference between digital dentistry and PBS. And I showed him the different models and it's like, David, these models don't even look the same. One looks like a professional graduate level master's degree clean model. And the other one looks like it was made by a kindergarten. It's bumpy and it's rough and looks like there's inaccuracies in it. And he said, why on earth would any dentist want to stay with the old PVS models when this technology is available and so much cleaner and so much accurate? And if you want to grow your practice, the scanner, and specifically the iTero scanner, is definitely the way to go. Pretty cool stat. As the years have gone by, 2015, 37.8% of all the records received by Invisalign were received via a scanner. Um, I'm sorry, via PBS. Uh, a scanner, yeah, 37.8. In 2015, Q1, 37.8% of all the records that Invisalign received were from a scanner. Fast forward two years later, Q2 2017, and 59.3% of all the submissions to Invisalign 
are from a scanner. So this tells you two things. Number one, most dentists who are submitting to Invisalign are doing it via a scanner. We've kind of tipped over that point. So if you're still submitting via PDF impressions to Invisalign, just know that you are now considered a late adapter. And, and the, the trend has kind of passed you by a little bit. The other cool thing you can kind of derive from this graph is that most dentists who have iteros are now doing more Invisalign. The simple act of putting the itero in your office will likely increase the amount of Invisalign that you're doing. Now, pretty cool stat, but in January of 2017, this handsome gentleman known as Dr. Troy Moore, he's one of the top Invisalign general dentists in Texas, and a personal friend of mine who's part of the Houston Driller Gallery Engaged team, and he was selected. He took the one millionth Invisalign scan. So Invisalign scan's been around for years and years and years, and all of a sudden in January 2017, boom, this guy took the one millionth Invisalign scan on one of his patients, and we kind of celebrated it, and it made news around. And then check this out. Just out of coincidence, about seven, eight months later, this guy, Dr. Danny Benyamini, who's also a gallerite, part of the gallery engaged program. He comes from a class called themselves Hell's Aligners, and he's also pretty well known. He, if you're on Instagram, he's probably the most famous Instagram dentist in the country. Practices out of Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, big celebrity dentist. Just eight months later, this guy took the two million scan, meaning they went from one million to two million scans for Icaro Orthodontics in about eight months. What does that tell us? This trend is picking up the steam. It took years and years and years and years and years to get to one million scan, and then it took about eight months to get from one million to two million worldwide. Just a cool coincidence that both of them were students of mine and get part of the gallery nation. So kudos to both Dr. Danny Benyamini and Dr. Choi Moore. So this scanning thing is coming. It's coming and it's coming hard and it's coming fast and it's gonna be hard to find an operatory in the future. Now there are a lot of scanning systems out there. Um, and I'm not trying to convince you whether you're getting a scanning system or not. I'm going to take that as a granted that everyone's going to have a scanning system. What I want to talk about and focus on this Ask the Expert webinar is why I truly believe the iTero scanner stands alone and why it's better than the other scanners out there, both for Invisalign and for restorative. And I wouldn't say what I don't have. I own four of them myself. I'm thinking about getting a sixth. Let's talk about what sets the iTero scanner apart from the other scanners. And I'm not going to talk about something simple as, um, you know, powder versus non-powder. I mean, if you're still using powder for your scanning, hey, son, there's a better way to do this. And I'm not even talking about speed today, where the iTero scanner can scan an arch in three to five minutes with the new software on the element. And, you know, some of the other competitors, a lot of people have Ceric, and Ceric has an ortho thing, but the best I've heard in the field, and I don't own a Ceric, but what I've heard from Ceric mentors who are part of the group and this and that is that it's a good 20 to 40 minutes for a full mouth scan. Um, and it, it, you can use it for Invisalign, but I want to talk about what sets the iTero apart from those. Besides the ease of use, besides the standalone body, besides the speed, I want to talk about three parts of the iTero machine that you might not know that you have. They are called the Outcome Simulator, the Progress Assessment Software, and the time lapse. Now, these are things that are available pretty much only with the elements. 
So you have to have the ITERO elements for this. I think you can use the outcome simulator the 2.9, but I think the other two are just with the elements. Um, if you have an element, even if you don't know it, you have these three software arms. And I consider these softwares to be pretty much game changers, both in my Invisalign practice and in the dental world. And I want to spend our time today, the next 30 minutes or so, just kind of walking you through what each of these groundbreaking softwares can do on your iTero element. And even if you're using the iTero element, I want to show you what these things can do. Let's start off with something called the outcome simulator. Now, for everything that I'm talking about on the outcome simulator, you can do this directly on the iTero machine, or you can do it from any desktop called www.myitero.com. So even if you're at home and you wanted to see what an outcome simulator on a patient that they scanned in on, is you just have to go to the website, www.myitero.com, put in your username, and password, and you can kind of transport into your iTero machine. Let's talk about the outcome simulator, okay? So basically, the outcome simulator teaches you the following. Seeing is believing. That's the catch line for the outcome simulator. Seeing is believing. Because I could talk to patients all day long about their crowded teeth and how I can make them straight and their diastema and how I can close the diastema. But until they see it on a screen, sometimes it just doesn't register. And this has been one of the best parts of the growth of Invisalign in our practice. When a dentist can show the patient what your teeth look like now and when they'll look like after Invisalign, whew, that is a powerful, powerful tool. And we can do it in a few minutes. So we scan your teeth in with the iTero in the hygiene chair, perhaps, perhaps while you're waiting for an exam, perhaps in between restorative, between getting numb and me actually prepping. And the patient can see, hey, if I went through the Invisalign treatment, this is what I would look like. Now, I want to there are two ways to access this feature. One is just directly on your iTero machine. You would go into orders, that's on the bottom left, and then this is the original four icons that you would see on every iTero machine, and just kind of click on it, and that would tell you where you are. You could also just kind of go into your www.myitero.com and when you go into myitero.com, you kind of see this same screen. So this is my home screen from my office, and you can kind of see where you're at. And in the upper right-hand corner, you see patients. Lower left-hand corner, you see orders. If you click on the orders, I'm going to pull up all the patients that I scanned in last week. And if I click on one of those patients, I can kind of show and demonstrate the ink and consumer. So again, we scan the patient in the office, then I hit this button called outcome simulator, and the iTero kind of chugs, 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 whether I'm chair side, or let's say I'm traveling, and my office is like, hey, doc, what do you think about this case that we just scanned in? I could do this whole thing on the road. I could look at this and be like, hey, this guy is a case, or this guy is not a case. And again, you kind of chug it, it goes through a simulation, then boom, in about a minute or two, I can show this patient, hey, look at all that crowding you have. And look at how it kind of looks now. This is what I can do with Invisalign. Again, this answers the question, seeing is 
believing. You can tell a patient, hey, look at number 27. Look at that lower right canine. Look how it's totally rotated. Or you can show them this is what it looked like. Again, you show a patient, look at how you're destroying your front teeth. Look at how number eight, the 1.1, upper right central incisor is indented. Do you know why it's indented, Bob? Because look at the way you're biting down. Look at the way the lower tooth is biting into it. If you would let me straighten the teeth and develop the correct overjet and overbite, look how much healthier the bite looks. On the left-hand side, the teeth are barely occluding. You're barely biting on your front teeth. And when you're biting, you're biting traumatically. Look at the right-hand side. Look how nicely you're biting together and how well this is going. This is a very powerful thing that I can show any patient. And then the best part about it is nowadays you can actually see some of the modalities. You can see in this case, hey, there's going to be some IPR required in this case. The outcome simulator is kind of estimating you're going to need some IPR, which in that point during the consult, I'll know, hey, you know what? I better kind of talk to the patient a little bit about IPR. Hey, we're going to be doing some polishing in between your teeth. We're going to be using some flossing sandpaper to create some space because they're too tight versus if the outcome simulator shows me that no IPR is going to be required, maybe I don't have to mention that to the patient. You know, I can kind of say, well, you know, these teeth in the back here are kind of tight. You see how there's a little bit of an omega bend on those premolars on the right-hand side. You know, I'm going to have to kind of create some space over there, blah, 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 blah. Now, if you don't like the simulator, you could actually change it. You could say, let me see what it looked like if I didn't do the IPR. And you can get a visualization of it. And so you can actually play with the outcome simulator. So you get a visualization, you're like, ah, oh, this patient's not going to like IPR. Will this work without IPR? So you pop all the IPR off using, you know, a little bit of a simulation. And then you say, yeah, the tooth will still get straight. Maybe the overjet will be a little bigger. Maybe it'll be a compromise here. Maybe it'll be perfect. And you can kind of adjust your consult to the patient. It's a very powerful thing to do. And then, of course, you can send the simulation of the changes that you made to the Invisalign treating. You're like, hey, Matt, instead of guessing how to set up my ClinCheck, I'll just show you. This is what I want it to look like. I want you to do A, B, C, D. Don't bother with E, F, and G. This is what I want to kind of look at. Imagine the time that you can save once you get the ClinCheck back in modifications. And you could be like, hey, I already told the tech. You could say to the tech, I want two millimeters over general. I want one millimeter over right. I want canine points towards the belly button. I want the max arch. I want the blah, 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 blah. Or you could say, dude, just make it look like this, all right? Just take this outcome simulator and use this as my final. And then they'll build a ClinCheck. Man, talk about efficiency. That's crazy efficiency. So number one, we're showing the patient what they're looking like. This is what you're going to look like. Look at the advantages of your treatment. Number two, you yourself as a dentist can get a little bit of a clue into what's going to be involved in this case. It's going to require IPR. It's not going to require IPR. Number three, you can send that outcome to the treat team in Costa Rica and be like, this is what I want it to look like. This is how I want the teeth to look. And number four, you could actually send that simulation to the patient. So the patient, they're like, hey, David, I get it. I like it, but you might I have to ask my wife. Can you show this to my wife? Well, I can make an appointment for your wife to come in and burn 30 minutes of chair time trying to show her what I could do, or I could just send you the simulation. If you just go up to the upper left-hand corner, you can now send the simulation via email to any iPhone or computer, and then the patient can discuss it with their significant other, or they can think about it at home. 
These are four very powerful things we could do with Outcome Simulator. If you are having trouble in consult, if you are having trouble people saying yes, it has nothing to do with the economy, and it has nothing to do with your staff, it has nothing to do with how you are as a dentist, it has everything to do with your presentation. Make your presentation stronger. The Outcome Simulator makes your presentation stronger. Four benefits. Show the patient what they look like, analyze what's going to be required for the case to be done, send the final outcome simulator to treat software if you want to. You don't have to, but if you wanted to. And number four, the ability to send the patient home with a replica of what they Imagine how much money we used to wait on wax ups. How many people out here did wax ups? Raise your hand if you did a wax up. Cool. Yeah, I can see everyone via your, your, your live cam. So if you did wax up, this is like the ultimate wax up. You could send people wax up of their own teeth via the digital file in a minute. It's pretty cool. The top practices in the country are starting to move to a new protocol where they scan every patient in. It's a hard thing to do, and it's a pretty big overhaul of the office, and I would be lying if I said that we're completely overhauled in our office, even with our four scanners. But the goal, I believe, is to try to have a patient come in for a recall exam, take photos of old amalgams, enter all photos, take your oral cancer screening, if you use a belt scope, use that, or just look around. You do your caries check, you probe around with your perio, and then you scan everybody with iTero, and you show them just want you to know this is what we can do to make you healthier. It is the top office protocol. Very few offices in the country are currently doing this, but this is the ultimate goal that everyone is striving for. That is the story with the outcome simulator. And the point that I want you to think of, the catchphrase that I want you to hear with outcome simulator is seeing is believing. Let's talk about the second software, something called the progress assessment. Happy to report that I am one of the original architects of the progress assessment. It was an idea that I had years and years ago, shared with the ITERO team, and was always hoping being going to be called the Gallup progress assessment, but that didn't make the final cut. But this is software that I was heavily involved in early on. Progress assessment, the catch line for it is, is this working? Is this case working? Meaning, we're in the middle of the case, and I want to know, are these teeth moving the way that they're supposed to? Is this whole thing happening the way they're supposed to? Progress assessment answers the question, is this working? Outcome simulator tells us seeing is believing, but the progress assessment software answers the question, is this working? The picture's worth a thousand words. Show your patients the treatment they deserve. That's the outcome simulator. And then use the progress assessment to say, hey, this is going well or this is not going well. We have a problem here. Again, how can you access the progress assessment? Well, it's very simple. You can do it via www.myitero.com. You would go to the upper right-hand corner where it says patients. You click on it, and you would see the Invisalign progress assessment software jump up. You can also do this on the Itero screen in your office. So two different ways to get the progress assessment. You could do it via a desktop or you could do it via the iTero machine. And you click on that, and the system kind of chugs, 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 chugs. So I just took a scan of my patient who's already in treatment and ran the progress assessment software. 
Then it asks you for your username for the Invisalign doctor site. Now, for most of us, the Invisalign username and password for the doctor site is different than the one for the iTero. So just keep that in mind. Most people have a different username for the iTero than they do for the doctor. So going to kind of meld these both worlds. So we have the iTero world, and with this software, we're going to meld that into the Invisalign world. So, boom, went on to the www.mycaro. Boom, click order, click progress assessment, put in my Invisalign username and password. Then the system goes through all my patients and finds the matching name of the patient. So I just scan this guy named Shmuley, that's a pretend name, and now the system goes through and says, hey, you have another patient named Shmuley that you treated. And I'll say, yes, that's him. And then it says, do you want to overlay this new scan with ClinCheck 1, ClinCheck 2, or ClinCheck 3? So I'm like, let's do the final ClinCheck that I did. So this guy's in treatment. So picture this. This guy's in treatment in my office. And I want to know how we're doing. I want to answer the question, is this Invisalign working? We're not done yet. We're halfway through or a quarter of the way through, wherever we are. But I kind of want to figure out, instead of looking at the teeth and then looking at the screen and then looking at the teeth and then looking at the ClinCheck and then looking at the teeth and looking at the ClinCheck and being like, God, I see some movement here. I can actually take their scan today on Friday and overlay it on their original ClinCheck. Boom. And when I do that, I could, the system's going to say, hey, David, what aligner number you are? I'm like, I'm on aligner number five, and I want to know, is this thing working or is this thing not working? I got 14 stages. I don't want to wake up at stage 14 and figure out whether this is working or not. I want to know right now, does this thing work? And it will take the current scan that I have, and it will overlay it on their ClinCheck. And then it will read it and say, yes. This tooth is exactly where we thought it would be. And then they say, this tooth is kind of where we thought it would be. And they'd be like, Dave, you're in trouble on this tooth. And it will color code each tooth to tell me how we're doing. Now, the value of this, there are five values to the progress assessment. Number one, this tells you whether the case is working or not, which is a function of treatment monitoring or what we call a compliance check. It could also indicate to you the cause of a posterior open bite. It can be help you with that dreadful decision that everybody has to do at the end of the case called refinement versus retainer, and it will prevent what we call the zombie return, which is a patient who comes back a year, two years, three years, five years later, and they just say those dreaded words called, my teeth are shifting. I'm like, really? They look okay. They're like, no, my teeth are shifting. Are you wearing your Invisalign tray at night? Yeah, I'm wearing the retainer every night, but I feel like my teeth are shifting. We can scan them in and say, yep, you're right. They're shifting because you're probably not wearing your retainer, or no, they are not shifting. You're actually in the same exact spot that we finished. Let's talk about each of these five applications of the progress assessment. So let's pretend I have a patient. Uh, oh, first, so everybody remembers Invisalign a year or two ago, I think about uh, two years ago, went to something called one-week wear. So from now on, Invisalign, instead of changing the aligners every two weeks, now we change them every week. But when they went to that announcement, they definitely put in a little bit of a disclaimer that said, hey, depending on the patient's physiological response to treatment, doctors may want to consider longer aligner wear times. And I read that, and I was like, huh? 
What does that mean? How am I supposed to know my patient's physiological response to the treatment? I mean, I'm moving a quarter millimeter at a time per tray. How am I supposed to tell whether that's working or not? Boom. Enter progress assessment. I take a scan of my patients two or three times during treatment, and then I read it. And this is what it would look like. So here I am. I'm at stage 16 of a case that has 20 or 25 aligners. And I'm like, all right, at stage 16, tooth number 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, and 13 are going perfectly. And if you look at the left and right, you can see, oh, yeah, they did intrude. They did procline. The premolars did expand. It looks really nice. Again, the picture on the left is the ClinCheck at stage zero. The picture on the right is the scan that I've just taken. This is where my patient's teeth are right now and a reading of how we're doing. So I'm like, we're doing pretty well on the maxillary teeth. Mandibular teeth, all right, there's definitely change, but I could tell that the lower anterior teeth, numbers 23, 25, and 26, gray means not getting, I'm getting less than half the movement. They're definitely proclining, but there's something wrong with it. And then number 27, the lower right canine, something wrong with her too. And then they have a chart on the bottom that tells you, it's like, all right, 23, 25, 26, those guys did what they were supposed to, which is green. They went, they translated to the buckle, right? Everyone can see 23. Take a look at 23. 23, did it translate to the buckle? Yes. That movement is green. Again, look at the chart. 23 is in the buckle, but it didn't incline to the lingual. It was supposed to incline to the lingual as well. 24 did. 22 did. 23, 25 did not incline to the lingual they were supposed to. Hmm, what does that tell me? Something's holding them up. Maybe the patient's occlusion is preventing those teeth from inclining to the lingual. And maybe I should do like a little bit of an equilibration during the treatment to prevent that interference, which is preventing the expression of this movement. So if I just do maybe a little equilibration manicure of the upper mesial ridges and maybe the central incisors, maybe that movement will be expressed. What other tooth's not moving great? Well, number 27 is coming up as yellow. It means it's moving, but it's not 100%. I don't want to go to refinement. Refinement's a case killer. Refinement is a chair and profit killer of Invisalign. My goal in every Invisalign case is to be around 20 aligners in, 20 aligners out, no refinement, no mid-course correction, no posterior open mic. That's my mantra. That's the Gallerite mantra. You take my course, that's what I want to teach you how to do. So I'm looking at tooth number 27. I'll be like, mm, not great. Not great. Now I can try and eyeball it. But that's a very, very analog way of doing it. Look at the patient. Look at the clinchite. Look at the patient. Look at the clinchite. I think the canine is moving. I don't know how much. Or I can use technology as my friend and be like, boom, proof positive. The computer's saying 27 is moving. You can see it's moving. It's definitely rotating, but it's not rotating to the distal enough. And then I say, hey, David, what could be the reason why that tooth is not rotating correctly. Could it be compliance? Can't be compliance. How do I know it can't be compliance? Hey, the, the premolars move perfectly. For the most part, the lower anterior teeth move to the buccal perfectly, except for the buccal and the lingual inclination. So it can't be compliance. Maybe the reason why number 27 hasn't rotated fully to the distal is maybe the contact between 27 and 28 is too tight. 
So what should I do at this point? I should go in. I should do a little bit more IPR. Again, the computer said to do the IPR. It didn't say to do the IPR. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I do all the IPR that the ClinCheck asked me to do when it asked me to do it. And after that, boom, I'm in the game. And if I find a tooth like this, a yellow tooth, during the game, I'm like, the reason why this tooth must not be rotating is because the contact between 27 and 28 is too tight. So what do I need to do? I need to go in there and do some IPR right then and there and then have the patient continue in treatment. Hopefully, I'll catch up so that by the time I get to the end of that case, I'm done. Here's another case. I'm like, how am I doing here? Well, according to the, according to the progress assessment software, the compliance is good here. The treatment monitoring says I'm doing pretty good. All the anteriors are green that I'm moving. So everything's all well. Look at that number two. Hmm. It is a little bit yellow. What does the computer say? They say, hey, David, that tooth is moving. It's definitely moving. I'm trying to intrude and retroclime that tooth so I can get the proper curve of speed and get an implant on the lower. And they're like, that's working, but the intrusion, look at the script. You see number two, the yellow? The intrusion of number two is just a little bit behind the game. And I said, all right, all right, I get it. It's working. It's working, but I'm a little behind. What can I do to help it? Well, maybe I can give the patient a chewy or a munchie to help it. Maybe I can have the patient wear this tray for just a little bit longer so I can get a little bit more time instead of every week. Maybe in this case, on that tooth, maybe on the upper, I want the patient to wear the tray every two weeks so that they get a little bit more time. Maybe I want to use some accelerator. But it can't be a compliance problem because all the other things. So this is giving me a lot of information in terms of answering the question of progress assessment. The cash line for progress assessment is... Is this working? The catch line for the outcome simulator was seeing is believing. The catch line for the progress assessment is, is this working? Here I can say, yeah, the case is really working, but maybe I should focus a little bit more on tooth number two. Let's take a look at another use. One of the biggest problems with Invisalign, and this knocks out dentists and a day doesn't go by that one of my students doesn't use our blog and our chat line to kind of say, hey, I'm in trouble. I got a posterior open bite. I got an astrogenic posterior open bite crept up. And that's not for this lecture, a different lecture called the cause of the posterior open bite. You can catch that anytime or a webinar of mine on that. But let's say you're running a posterior open bite and you're like, why did I get this posterior open bite? So kind of look something like that. End of the case, everything's straight, but you got a posterior open bite. And there are four causes for a posterior open bite. And let's say you're trying to figure out which of, anytime you have a posterior open bite, what you want to ask yourself is why? Why do I have this iatrogenic posterior open bite? Because based on the why, then we could apply the solution. Without the why, we can't get the solution. Just saying, hey, cut the trays, cut the trays, cut the trays, that's only a solution for one specific type posterior open bite. But there could be a different cause. And if you cut the trays and you had a posterior open bite cause from a different cause, you'll make the situation worse. So I'm like, this. Here I my case in mind, and I got a posterior open bite. The case went well, everything's good, but I just got this posterior open bite. I'm like, David, why did I have this posterior open bite? So I'm like, let me use the progress assessment software. So I run the progress assessment software. This case is at the end. It's on 19 of 19. And I'm like, what happened here? I'm like, all right, well, the tops are all green. So every tooth on the top is exactly in the right spot. But the bottoms, the bottoms are all gray. Gray means, hey, these teeth did not move as much as they were supposed to. And I look at what's going on, I'm like, wait a second. Those teeth on the bottom were supposed to translate all the way to the buckle. And they didn't translate to the buckle the way that they were supposed to. And when they didn't intrude 
and proclined to the buckle, they're at a height that is different than what they're supposed to be. And you can use this superimposition software. The blue on the right-hand side, that's where the teeth are supposed to be, according to the clincher. Again, I'm overlaying the scan of the patient at stage 19 with the original clincher using the software called Progress Assessment. And when I overlay it, you know, you kind of see where the teeth is. The blue is where the teeth are supposed to be. The gray or the poking out part, that's where the teeth actually are at stage 19. So what does it say? It's like, David, all right, you got some intrusion, but you didn't get all the intrusion that you were supposed to. And now at the end of the case, these four anterior teeth are higher than they're supposed to be. The ClinCheck thinks they're supposed to be lower, and they're not. They're higher than they're supposed to be. So what does that mean? It means that when the patient bites down at the end of the case, and they bite down on those anterior teeth, there is what we call an anterior inter. And the reason why I have a posterior open bite in this case is because of an anterior interference. And if I know that, then I'm like, all right, well, I know how to fix that. Maybe I can manicure these incisal edges, or maybe I can go back and ask for a refinement. And instead of that refinement doing posterior extrusion to close the posterior bite, or instead of it doing that crazy thing that it does where every tooth in the mouth moves away from each other and the whole thing collapses together at the last stage of perfection, I could just say to my tech, hey, tech, all you have to do in this case is intrude the lower anterior teeth because that's what failed in the original treatment, and then the whole posterior bite will collapse. And that's a very powerful tool. So again, the progress assessment helps me with treatment compliance. It helps me understand whether I should change this case every seven days like I'm doing or every 14 days. And it also helps me diagnose the cause of the posterior bite. And then the fourth and fifth one is helping me figure out where I am. I get to the end of the aligners and the patient says, eh, I don't know if my teeth are straight. Are you happy with it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with it. Can I tell if every single tooth is perfect or not? Do I have that kind of eagle eye to look at a patient's tooth and then look at the ClinCheck to the 10th and 20th of a millimeter and say to the 10th of a millimeter, yes, this tooth is exactly in the right spot, this tooth? I was like, no. Do you know what I do at, every, at the end of every case? At the end of every case, I don't sit there with a magnifying glass. I don't say to the patient, hey, do you think they're good? Do you think they're straight? I take a scan of everybody at the end. And then I run the progress assessment software. And if I progress assessment software shows me something like this, hey, Every tooth is green. I could say to the patient, listen, every tooth is exactly where we want it to be. If you don't like the way it looks, perhaps you're looking at a shape problem rather than a position problem. But I could do a bonding, I could do a laminate, but the way the ClinCheck asked me to do this case is 100%, and these teeth are 100% straight. So you can avoid a lot of sometimes this ambiguity, sometimes arguments with the patient. Patients like, I want more trays, I want to do more treatment. And you're like, no, we should be done. These look straight. And I'm like, no, no, this tooth is crooked. Forget all that. Just take a progress assessment scan at the end of this case, overlay where they are with the ClinCheck, and then let the computer read it for you. And be like, this teeth are 100% straight. Sometimes the patients see the green, they're like, yeah, I guess so. Okay, let's go to retainers. Or if I would see something yellow, I could say, should we do a refinement? Is it important to you to do a refinement? Patients sometimes are like, no, you know, that doesn't really bother me. Or the gray would be like, hey, we got really not that much movement and it's not required or this and that, or maybe we'll do a refinement. So during the case, I use the progress assessment software to troubleshoot. You get, you're running the progress assessment software in the middle of the case, and you get a yellow or gray. It doesn't mean you restart. That would be crazy. What you want to do is think, why do I have a yellow or gray in the middle of the case? 
and troubleshoot and try and see if you can catch up. So the primary step in the middle of the case, the treatment monitoring kind of gives you, hey, this tooth's not moving. Try to do something to make it move. Do IPR. Yell about compliance. Maybe get them to use a munchie. Use them to pour more pressure on them. Have them wear it longer. Something. At the end of the case, the progress assessment says, hey, this case worked magically. Congratulations, son. You did great. Or, eh, I could use a touch-up here. Use a little bit more rotation of this tooth. A little more rotation of that. That's the progress assessment software. Again, basically, a patient comes back. This is an example of a patient coming back years later or a year or two later, and with the dreaded word, my teeth are shifting. My teeth are shifting. And I was like, no, they look fine. And then like, no, I want more Invisalign. My teeth are shifting. Instead of fighting with this patient, I just take a progress assessment software of them. I'm like, hey, check it out. Look, you today exactly match where we ended in the clinic. Your teeth are one hundred percent straight. Just keep wearing your retainer at night, and you are going to be good. So five uses of the progress assessment, treatment monitoring, compliance check, diagnosis of posterior open bite, retainers versus refinement decision, and in case we get a zombie that comes back who says, hey, I wasn't wearing my Invisalign or I was wearing my or my teeth are shifting, you can kind of, I call them zombies because they always keep coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. We call them the zombies in our office. Last one, time lapse. So outcome simulator teaches me seeing is believing. Progress assessment teaches me is this working. Time lapse is pretty cool. And I'm just getting new into this. This was developed by a doctor named Dr. Jeff Chusky from New Jersey. He kind of brainstormed the software for this. And now in 2017, this is probably the coolest software on the Invisalign iTero that nobody's using. And this is really what's going to set your practice apart. Check this out. Time lapse answers the question, do I really need this? Hey, doc, I get it that you want to push Invisalign onto me, but do I really need this? You're like, yeah, well, yeah, I need a visit. I want to do cases. I want to win that award. I want to be on Dr. Gallagher's stage. I found a very good script. So we want to show the patients, do you really need this? Now, this goes towards the protocol of scanning patients at every hygiene visit, which is the holy grail of Invisalign. That's what every practice is striving for now. Some of us got to buy more iTeros. Some of us have to make our hygiene appointments a little bit longer. But the eye record scan, which is what they recommend you use for the time lapse scan could take a good trained hygienist or assistant a minute or two. At the Invisalign National Summit in 2017 in Washington, D.C., they had a competition to see who could scan the fastest. I think the fastest scan, full upper lower arch, was 50 seconds. So 50, in the time it could take to write the probing desk on tooth number 8, 9, and 10, you can do an entire scan. And it answers the question, do I really need this? Now, here's how it works. You go into your Invisalign iTero. This can only be done on the iTero. It cannot be done on the myitero.com. You click on patient, which is in the upper right-hand corner. And when you click on patient in the upper right-hand corner, you'll get every single scan that you've taken on this patient. And then you can overlay those scans on top of each other. And when you overlay those scans on top of each other, the yellow and the red that comes up indicates that there's a difference between the scan that you took November 16, 2016, and the scan that you took November 16, 2017. And what do we see in the upper right-hand corner, if you could watch it? You could see that this cuff is getting worn down quite a bit. And you could say to the patient, listen, I told you, I think your occlusion is not good. 
and I think you're wearing down your cuff. Let me show you how it works. Look at this buckle cuff of the premolars. It used to be nice and flush, and now it's very worn down. You could talk to the patient about something called abstractions. You could be like, check this out. Last year, your premolar had a nice buckle convexity to it. Now, a year or two or three later, look at how this abstraction is forming on the premolar because of your occlusion. You need Invisalign to let me set your teeth along the long axis so we can match up the occlusion and your teeth will be healthier and we could stop this process. It could also be something that looks like this. This is a quick video. So again, I do the two, I do a scan this year. I do a scan next year and then I can push the time lapse button and it kind of highlights where there have been changes in the dentition. And then I can move that magnifying glass. This is how the software works. Watch how I'm going to take the magnifying glass. I'm going to slide it over the cusp of number 31. I can say to the patient, look, this cup used to be nice and full. You're grinding. You're wearing down this cup. And this has applicability to Invisalign and to restorative. This might be an indication. This is why I want to do a crown on this tooth. This is why I want to make you a night guard. This is why I want you to do some therapy. Look at this Invisalign case. Here's that visualization. I took a scan of this patient last year. I take a scan of them again. Again, just regular scans of every patient during the hygiene visit. And then I kind of show them, look, this tooth used to not have any abstractions. Now it's getting an abstraction. And I think the reason for the abstraction is because of the way you're occluding. And if you would let me do Invisalign, I can fix it. I don't want to put a class five into it. This is an active process. Look, I'm laying one scan on top of the other. Or the easiest one is like, listen, I don't want to say anything, but I have a scan of you from two years ago, and look at the scan I did today. Your teeth are shifting. Eight and nine are very slightly sliding away from each other. Again, this is time lapse is a way to answer the question, do I really need this, doc? And you can say, yeah, of course you need it. Or you can show up, hey, man, your cuffs are wearing down. Your abstractions are getting larger. Your teeth are shifting. I mean, if you show a patient their teeth are shifting, this case is going to start. I mean, you could be the smoothest, slickest presenter of it. And sometimes people say yes, and sometimes people say no. But if you show them, look at where your teeth were last year. Look at where they are today. They're shifting. You're getting worse. Let me use Invisalign because right now this is still relatively easy for me to fix with Invisalign. Next year, I don't know. This is going to get worse. This is going to take longer. Maybe I won't be able to fix it with Invisalign. Maybe I'll need some other modality. So that's a pretty cool thing that we can do with the time lapse. So we can show where, we can show abstractions forming, and we can show the teeth shifting. And again, this answers the question for us, is this working? So, to conclude, if you want to get up here onto the stage and be noted as a top provider of Invisalign, then I ran to algorithms. I ran to find what all hundred of these doctors, some of my good friends on this picture, what they have in common. And do you know what they have in common at the end of all the day? They had one thing. They all had the iTero. 94 out of 100 of them had the iTero. That's what set these practices 
apart from the rest of the 500 Galarites who are good dentists and do good Invisalign and have success, but they're just not the top providers. These guys were the top providers. And when you're looking into a scanning system, I'd recommend that the Itero has benefits. That's the other one. There are a bunch of, there are a bunch of scanners that you can use to send in an Invisalign scan. And the Invisalign will accept it. You can take a steroid scan and send it in, and the Invisalign will accept it. And that's okay. I'm not talking about the fact that it takes longer or this and that or some of the systems you still need to use powder or this and that. I'm talking about the three game changers that the iTero element has. Number one, outcome simulator. Seeing is leaving. I can tell you your teeth are going to be straight, or I can show you your teeth are going to be straight. Progress assessment. Is this working? Yeah, it's working really well. Or, no, this tooth is slowing down a little bit. Let me troubleshoot now halfway through the treatment and solve this problem. Again, not taking a new scan and not taking a new check. Let me figure out what makes sense. This tooth, this canine is not rotating to the distal because probably that contact's too tight. So I just have to adjust it. Or it tells me at the end of the case, am I done or not? Yeah, if everyone's green, you're done. You're done. If the patient doesn't like it from that point, it's a shape problem, not a position problem. Maybe you do some bonding, maybe you do a lavender, maybe a crown, but it's a shape problem. And also the time-lapse software that tells you, do I really need this? Patients say to me all the time, do I really need this? And I go into a flowery explanation, teeth break down, you can get more wear, these things get worse. Uh, to entropy, things go towards chaos, things get more crowded, needs to drip. Or I could just show you, look at what the scan looked like last year and look at where you are today. Yes, sir, you do need this. You do need this Invisalign treatment and let's do it as soon as possible. Those are the three game changers for iTero. If you'd like to get credit for today's course, you have to go to this website, www. or http slash slash learn.invisalign.com slash app. 2017 Surfway. This survey is called the Digital Revolution, and I hope you enjoyed this talk. I certainly did. And this has been Dr. David Gallar signing out, thanking all the Gallerites who are on this call. Look forward to seeing you at an event soon. All those not part of the family yet, we would love to have you in the Reengage family. Please ask your rep how to get into the Reengage course and to join the Invisalign Gallerite family. Chris, I'm going to turn it back to you. Thank you, Dr. Gallard, for the great presentation. I want to quickly cover one thing that's very important in order for you to receive your CE certificate for this program. Please go to the link that you see on your screen right now to take your survey and get your CE certificate. One week from today, this entire program will be archived at the Education tab on your Invisalign doctor's site. I want to thank uh, Dr. Gallard for such a great presentation and all of you for taking the time out on a Friday to join us. We look forward to seeing you at the next Ask the Experts webinar. Thank you very much.